Hey there, I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Progressive helps you compare direct auto rates from a variety of companies so you can find a great one, even if it's not with them. Quote today at Progressive.com to find a rate that works with your budget. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Hello and welcome to This Day in Esoteric Political History from Radiotopia. My name is Jody Avergan. This day, June 17, 1991, researchers exhumed, they dug up, the body of former President Zachary Taylor to try and clear up rumors. Rumors that had sprung up some 130 years after he actually died. But these rumors were starting to call into question what actually killed him. Um, so look, listeners... It is worth acknowledging that the last time we talked about exhuming a president on this show, it was during our April Fool's episode where we made up a story about digging up George Washington. But I promise this is real. You can trust us. (laughs) They really did dig up Zachary Taylor. And uh, there have actually been other notable exhumations over the years, which we can get to. So here to do that, as always, you hear them in the background there. Nicole Hammer of Columbia and Kelly Carter Jackson of Wellesley. Hello there. Hello, Jody. Hey there. And do you raise your right hand and pledge that this exhumation <laughs> I, I'm is I'm not going to promise real. that I don't talk about lizard people sometime yeah. in this episode. All facts herein All are facts, true. just the yep. facts. Um, so there's a there's a lot of steps here, and we'll get to the exhumation and Zachary Taylor's death, which is the whole thing. So this can be our entry into that. But I do think, Nikki, we need to start with the rumor 130 years after he died. He died in 1850. Um the rumor that causes them to dig him up. What is this rumor and why does it have the power to cause people to grab shovels and dig up a, a former president? You know, in some ways, I feel like it's almost too much to call this a rumor because it does seem to be the the fever dream of one person's mind. And that is Clara Rising. She is a humanities professor at the University of Florida. And she's wanting to write this book that involves Zachary Taylor. So she starts reading about him. And this is all in like the late 80s, yeah. the early 90s. Yeah leading up to 1991. And as she's reading about him, she sees this seemingly healthy man dies very quickly. And after he dies, um, a bunch of the policies that he had opposed get passed. And so she looks at that and she says, wait, what if he didn't just die? What if he was murdered? And she just runs with that. And she goes to the family of Zachary Taylor and they're like, yeah, what if he was murdered? And they dig him up Mm. so this clara rising person is fascinating i'm curious Mm -hmm. if you have other any other reactions to her one thing i will say is that i heard her i read her referred to as an author of antebellum fiction which i would say yeah no kidding Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, but uh you know um i don't know kelly what do you think about this clara rising person it's it's shocking to me that that she was able to pull this off or convince people 
there's so much that goes into uh, Taylor's death and then, you know, and what comes after. But yeah, she she definitely took some leaps. You know, she definitely made some um, assertions and, and in some ways kind of still stands by them. So which is, you know, there's a right. lot there. There's a lot but there. But the basic assertion is what? That Taylor was poisoned. He didn't die of natural causes. He was poisoned mm-hmm. because of his... Poisoned because of his political beliefs. So even though Taylor was a slaveholder himself, he was actually opposed to the expansion of slavery. And so for people like Henry Clay and a lot of these other Southern politicians that want to expand slavery and want to... Um, really harden the fugitive slave law or, or put more penalties along with the fugitive slave law. Um, Taylor's really against that. And so this is, <laughs> she concocts that their way to, you know, sort of get around this is to get rid of him and, and to kill the president him. of the United yeah, States. I know. <laughs> I know. And she lot. fingers like the, the biggest names of the era. You mentioned Henry Clay. She mentions yeah. Daniel Webster. Daniel Webster, maybe yep. Vice President Millard Fillmore. It reminds me yeah. so much of these conspiracy theories around the Kennedy assassination, mm-hmm. when people were like, "You know who had a motive? Lyndon Johnson." Yeah, and then they just construct these florid conspiracies about how the people who benefited from the death must have been the authors of the death. Mm-hmm. It's wild, right? Yeah. Whereas you know, it's like. It's 1850. <laughs> like, yes, there's going to be high stakes. There's going to be political enemies. And yes, when the president dies, it is often the case that maybe policies that they oppose or that they were the only ones standing in front of, uh, you know, th- the political winds start to go the other way. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, it is this sort of like retrofitting to this interesting conspiracy theory. Should we leave Clara Rising to the side for a second and yeah. now talk about how Taylor died himself and then we'll talk about mm-hmm. the exhumation and what it found but How um he supposedly died supposedly yeah. died oh, see, no, I t- <laughs> there you go. Uh, oh man see this is the problem with history you start right? to read and all of a sudden we're gonna maybe, get to those lizard people <laughs> maybe this clara rising person starts making a little bit of sense here uh-oh oh, um man. but but zachary taylor died um Five days after attending the 4th of July groundbreaking ceremony for the Washington Monument in 1850, he was 65 years old. He, by all accounts, ate some raw vegetables and fruit, uh, maybe cherries, and then he drank several glasses of iced milk uh, and water, and then he got super sick and i've seen people say that he that maybe it was the iced milk that did him in or it was the bad fruit but he basically had a super high fever chest pains diarrhea vomiting dehydration and five days later he dies so according to the coroner's report the uh the cause of death was severe gastroenteritis uh which you know um could have been sort of like surmised as the flu or some people could say like well that's like saying he died by the flu it's actually um a lot of things that that went into making him sick uh and i think the first thing we should talk about is sort of the environment that he lived in Mm -hmm. for one it's the 1850s um washington dc is a really gross place <laughs> to, be, it's a swamp. to be living. It's a swamp. Um, and particularly during the summer when it is extremely hot, a lot of people with means, wealthy people in particular, leave during the summer to avoid cholera and malaria and other diseases. Um, and so it's, you know, incredibly likely that you could get sick. I mean, we just uh, talked about how he celebrated the uh, July 9th um, ceremony of the Washington Monument. So it's summer in Washington, D.C. So it's 
not unlikely that any of these factors uh, based on the climate um, could have in their environment could have contributed to his illness. Now, there's another layer here. And when you start to read about the, it gets pretty disgusting pretty quick. Mm -hmm. What happened to Zachary Taylor? Maybe the attempt at the cure was worse than the disease itself because Mm -hmm. the things that doctors did to Zachary Taylor to try and save him were pretty awful. Oh, man. Yeah. So back then, they had a practice of of bleeding you, which is basically they cut you in order to get you to bleed out. And it was it was a practice that was sort of done to like start to like remove toxins from the body. But when you are sick, you need all of your blood. (laughs) I think (laughs) to hold on to that. (laughs) But you know, there even. you know, it was said that some of his doctors were like quacks, like basically they gave him practices uh, and medicine that made him sicker, that actually poisoned his body. In some ways, this was like a medical assassination in the attempts to save him. They created more harm. Yeah, I mean, they were larding him up with opium, with quinine, mm-hmm. with mercury. It, You know, maybe he was poisoned. But if he was, he was poisoned by these doctors. But actually, spoiler alert, he was not poisoned. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I, I, I've seen sort of Twitter threads, this this every once in a while pops up, it's like a fun, it's not fun isn't the right word, but you know, the stuff that doctors did to Zachary Taylor is like <laughs> makes for a good Twitter thread, and I see, see it pop up every once in a while, but they basically did experiments on him, I think they fed him mercury tablets, like they just, mm. you know, really, and who knows, he, he was he was ill, you know, but I think they just it was a seemed to be a really excruciating four or five days of doctors mm. just trying all sorts of unproven um, and very, I think, sketchy stuff on him until he finally expired. Which is a pretty high stakes set of experiments, right? Totally. I, I feel like it keeps falling out of the conversation. This is the president of the United States. He's the guy who runs the country. And they're just like, I don't know, try mercury. Um, yeah. and Try, try like uh, bleeding him a bunch. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. From ble- I think bleeding him from not very pleasant places also for what it's worth. Oh, I think they I created read that. blisters on him and, you know, they gave him um, calomel. I'm not even sure what that is. Um, Ipecac, which makes you throw up, essentially. I mean, this is not a, a, a pleasant way to die. And even if it, if he was, you know, uh, just sick, it's, it feels like they accelerated his death in some ways by giving him all of these concoctions. Uh, so, uh, some historians have, have said Zachary Taylor died of, quote, a combination of office scandals, Washington heat, and doctors. And other people have kind of, you know, more seriously said this was a medical assassination in many ways. Um, So I think it's pretty clear here. Taylor has died. Uh, His remains are returned to Louisville. um, And again, 150 years later, these rumors start to pop up because of this one professor at the University of Florida. Let's talk about the exhumation itself. Um, What does it look like to dig up a former president, Nikki? Yeah, it's it's a lot. So at first, you know, they had a hard time prying open his coffin. They had tried to use a blowtorch and all kinds of things to, to pry it open. You know, when they finally do pry it open, he's mostly skeleton. Most of all of the, the, the skin and the flesh is gone. Um but you can still see his hair. You can still, and they can. They took samples of his hair, of his teeth, of um, some of the parts of him that remained. He, uh, you know, sort of was laying in the casket with uh, white gloves on. His clothing, obviously, is still all there. But I can imagine if I were a descendant, e- even if I didn't feel much kinship to him, that this would be a hard uh, thing to look at. Yeah, I do have to say there was one 
exhumations aren't funny, so this is not a funny detail, but um, apparently Taylor had really prominent eyebrows, and because his hair was still there, those big bushy eyebrows were still there, too, and they said, oh, it's kind of recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. famous eyebrows still hanging out. It's crazy. Um, and so the results of the, you know, the examination, they were looking for poison. It, beca- it was pretty conclusive that there were not the levels of poison in the samples they took that would have indicated that he had been poisoned. Um, mm-hmm. There were some naturally, arsenic is a naturally occurring thing. There was a little bit of that there. But, you know, basically it was like, well, you know, this is not, he was not poisoned. It was a pretty conclusive statement at the end here. Um, I just think Port. Zachary Taylor, like he spends his last final days surrounded by people just like poking and prodding and doing awful things. And then the next time he sees people, <laughs> poor guy, in 1991, the they're doing thing. the same thing and they're just like poking and prodding. And it's just like, ah, oh, let's Taking man. hair samples yeah, and yeah. body samples. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not great. It's yeah. not great at all. Yeah. And we should say that while the medical doctors all concluded that he had not been poisoned, there was still one person holding on. Mm-hmm. And that was Clara Rising, who said, we may not have found arsenic, but by damn, I still think he was poisoned. <laughs> and she went well, ahead. Well, you got to stand by it at that That's point. That's right. <laughs> well, look, no backing she, down. And she went ahead and published her book 10 years later or so, um, or actually maybe longer, you know, fifth, in the, I think it was in 2007 that she published her book. Um, it is not very well reviewed on Amazon. But, you know, I think it's a commitment to, look, once you have a plot in your head, if you're a historical writer, and you like that plot, there are very few things that should budge you from that. You go ahead and write your, your historical antebellum fiction, I suppose. Mm, it just really makes it all feel like he was exhumed for nothing. Like Absolutely nothing. For, for just like a whim, a whim. <laughs> are you implying that if a, at least a decent book had come out of all this? It would have been I mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Even if she I was hit that first intrigued, list. like, yeah. okay, you know, the South was pretty violent, <laughs> makes sense. Like... But no, I mean, at some point you have to you have to back down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. As we wrap up, this did send us down a little bit of a research rabbit hole of other exhumations. Um, so I think this is the most specific example of a president being exhumed. Um, this appears to be the only proper exhumation of a former president. Um, but you know, I think a couple episodes ago we did talk about Andrew Jackson, and the, and there were questions about why he died, and they did go back and take some samples um, and see if uh, it was the bullet in his heart that killed him, or he died for other reasons. So you know, people continue to be interested, um, including Abraham Lincoln seems to have had a not very restful post death. Um, I don't know any proper exhumations, but I think that fits into this larger larger history here, right, Nikki? Yeah, I mean, they they keep moving him, (laughs) Um, in part because grave robbers have tried to get a hold of him, in part to have viewings of his body. Um, You know, he's obviously a pretty legendary figure in American life, and so moving him around and giving him more proper burials is kind of been a a pastime uh, over the past 150 or so years. 17 yeah, times. 17 yeah. oh, times. And then they like, I guess they were always worried about theft that someone would try to yeah. like ransom his body. And so they buried um, his coffin like um, 10 feet uh, deep and encased it in concrete and put a cage around it. So, there you, go. you know, good, good luck trying to get his body. <laughs> yeah. Um, National and- Treasure 3. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, 
Lee Harvey Oswald was exhumed mm. um, as part of questions about whether he was a Russian agent or not. I don't think that that has answered those questions. Um, Christopher Columbus's body was in a mm. big back and forth between Spain and the Dominican Republic, and actually questions about where he was, where he's actually buried. And so there's been testing of remains and so forth. Jesse James was also exhumed and in a, a lot of ways for the same reason as Lee Harvey Oswald there were these rumors that were circulating that oh no he didn't actually die that they buried a different person's body and he continued on um, you could imagine Elvis being exhumed for these reasons but like mm. it's these these conspiracy theories that pop up and they get far enough that people decide oh guess we have to dig up the body just to make sure and as is often the case even when you know, the quote unquote evidence appears, the people, the conspiracy theorists very rarely are swayed. And that is how the conspiratorial mind works. Um, Indeed. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Um, this was fun. I learned a lot from this. <laughs> um, I think that what's the ultimate lesson? Just go straight to what they did with Lincoln, bury stuff 10 feet deep, surrounded by concrete, and then this won't be an issue. Yeah. Or come up with amazing conspiracy theories and see if you can get people to dig up other presidents. All right. Those I are your two options. I think that's a stretch goal for our, our listeners. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nicole Hammer, thanks to you as always. Thank you, Jody. And Kelly Carter Jackson, thanks to you. My pleasure. This Day in Esoteric Political History is a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX, a network of independent, listener-supported, artist-owned podcasts. Our researcher and producer is Jacob Feldman. Our producer is Brittany Brown. You can get in touch with us with any questions or comments or ideas for the show. Email us thisdaypod at gmail.com, or you can find a form at thisdaypod.com. My name is Jody Avergan. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you soon. It was my duty as coroner of Jefferson County to uh, disinter the President Taylor and conduct a thorough examination. And at the final analysis, uh, he had no more arsenic in him than you or I walking around in the environment today. So we uh, laid that theory to rest finally. Uh, but nonetheless, it was very necessary to determine whether he had been poisoned. It is, as you may have heard, an election year. But do you feel like you have a lot of choices? Here are the new candidates, same as the old candidates. How did we get here again? The fact is, our democracy is broken. We can all feel it, and there's data to back it up, too. A Princeton University study found that public opinion has near zero impact on what laws are passed. You know what does have an impact, though? Money. You can call it lobbying. You can call it super PAC spending. You can call it corruption. But luckily, there are things we can do right now to fix this broken system. This podcast is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition, a group that's banding together to make our democracy better. We're working with Represent Us, the largest grassroots organization fighting to end corruption city by city and state by state. You can join the movement too. Go to represent.us slash podcast to find out more. Radiotopia.